The long and the short of it, though, is, and apparently this is the long of it, I I actually had open-heart surgery. So technically, I'm probably maybe a couple hundred thousand dollar man. Well, my mother, she saw me bringing in the cable here to direct connect so we don't have any glitch in the matrix. And she says, you know, what is that? And I said, it's... I have to I have to plug this into my heart at night because it charges it charges the battery. And she looks and she says, "Really?" And I said, "No." Do you know how long you could have kept that going? Like at night, you could have just like taped it to your chest, walk around with a battery. (laughs) 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 Hey, nobody, nobody splash water on me right now. Not right now. from your local news anchor's hairspray cabinet with resumes and egos at the bottom of Dan Rather's paper shredder. Two men who absolutely will not stop in search of train light in the tunnel of truth. This is Let's Do News with Jeff Bowe and Chris Paget. What up? We are here. We have arrived safely coming from Destination Unknown. No, don't you know where you are? I know I'm, wherever you go, that's where you are. We're coming from our special nook that we call the studio by the interstate. This is Let's Do News. I don't, first of all, I feel a little uncomfortable with you saying our special nook, okay? That's because I'm, I'm not in your special nook. And actually, the more I say that, that does sound like explicit content. So that that's a problem. It's our secret place, Chris. It's our hideout. <laughs> <laughs> I am half of your fearless leading team. I'm Jeff Vogue. We appreciate you jumping in here with us on a Wednesday. Does it make you happy? I gave the real day or a Thursday or a Friday. Here it is. Or a night, morning. Doesn't matter. I'm here. You're here. Chris Paget has already made himself known. He is here. We're thankful that Chris Paget is here with us. CP. Thank you. Welcome you to I, I want right away just to, to get down to, to brass tacks, get down to business. And this is what I want to say. What were they thinking putting the D in Wednesday? Nobody, nobody says Wednesday. Nobody does that. Basically, the English language is a little bit of a challenge to people. Um, not naming names, but rhymes with wrists. Well, uh, Wednesday... Um, I just find that to be odd. Like, okay, so the D is silent. Okay, pneumatology uh, or pneumonia. The P is silent. I mean, at some point, I think that the letters need to step up and take responsibility and basically be contributors. They're they're basically milking off the system. They're kind of mooches. I don't like it. You know, basically hooked on phonics worked for, for all of us. That's what I'm saying. So why why do we mess with this? Did it work for all of us? Did okay. I don't think I actually know anybody who ever used hooked on phonics. I oh. used wordly wise. You remember? Well, are we close no. enough in age to now? Or not? I could be your father. But here's the thing: <laughs> um, my son used the letter factory. Did do you remember that? No idea what that is. All right, whatever. Nobody cares. That's what I know right now. We've already bored all of the listeners. Nobody's going to stay. Nobody wants to listen to this crap. Like, oh my God, let's say he's old and he's in, he's somehow they're in each other's special nook. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that may attract a different type of audience. We don't want. We don't uh, want that. 
since we are explicit content now, which by We're the way, not. congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, we, we did it. We did it. We fought the fight. We're doing it like we are. We're trending, I think, now because we've made it to to Apple. We're because doing once Apple doing. supports you, then you're unstoppable. Basically, obviously, that means that we're trending and that we're and that we're that we're go, going viral. We we are doing viral things now. We also, fought the fight. We fought it. Oh boy! Oh boy! Boy! You know the thing about it is. Um, We've been listeners, my um, fearless friends. Thank you all five of you for listening. The interesting thing is, is that Jeff has finally figured out the reason why we've taken so long to get onto Apple for our podcast. And do you want to explain to our listening audience what happened? So I had a pending lawsuit against Apple, which would have required me to go to prison if things had gone poorly, but we worked it out and uh, now we're on their platform. So anyway, so he put the wrong thing down for our content. He said it was explicit, which, yeah, are we edgy sometimes? Sometimes we are. How can we help it, right? We're too wild and dysfunctional guys. But that hang-up has caused a, a ripple in the matrix, and we've been, you know, in limbo, just waiting to be, I don't know, accepted, firmed by Apple, the great powerful apple Not but now it's happened right well, i mean we still are explicit content yeah. apparently yeah, we're still marked as explicit content but we're i feel like you should just put a whole bunch of beeps right now in the podcast just to let people know whoa they are explicit that's right say some curse words you let them all out let all your curse words out Chris. <laughs> mm, super califragilistic expialidocious and now back to your regularly scheduled program. There you go. See, we said some curse words. Okay. Hey, you know, speaking of um, of the wrong thing, I went to go set up a PayPal account for this nonprofit I had. Oh, and I get all of it connected, the bank connected, the email connected. It's specific email for the specific 501c3. And um, what do you know? I accidentally put like... New Belgium for the country. I don't know what happened, but as a result, I I I've been I'm I was on for hours talking to the high high up people in charge of um, PayPal. Uh, in fact, dealing with international um, heads, nobody could figure out what happened. It's completely it's so screwed up just because I accidentally hit the wrong country. And you're saying, Chris. Why would you, how would you f- do that? And, and the answer is, I don't know. Okay. If I knew that, I wouldn't have done it. I, I don't, don't know. know. It sounds like to me, like you're uh, avoiding your paying your taxes. I don't know what's going on over there, but um, well, the Grover girl could probably help you out. This show, this show has lost the will to care. All this right. Has lost its will to care. All right. Well, um, we're gonna I don't know what to- you're going to use from that, but let me just simply say this. I'm ready for some news. Would you like to do news, Chris? Let's do some news. Let's do news. Uh, we're going to throw it back way, 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 way back for a variety of reasons. One, when I stumbled upon this article, we couldn't not talk about it. And two, last week, we let off with a story about fire. Do you remember mm. the story? 
I don't remember. I can't even remember what, what where I'm at right now. Uh, see, part of oh, the- yeah, that's right. I'm in a special nook with you. There yeah. we go. In our special, in our secret place, our special nook. <laughs> the studio by the interstate. <laughs> so many things going on right now. But the opening story was about a man setting his uh, neighbor's house on fire. But you missed most of it because you were Googling, trying to find out, Things that happen to my body or what's happening to my body or whatever the, the book is. What is it called? The one that we were just where, where did I come from? Yeah, where did I come from? Because you were busy trying to find. I swear I to you, I don't remember most of that conversation. In fact, I'm not even sure there's a vague recollection. So I don't know if A, I had been drinking too many beers or B, I was so preoccupied with this childhood, you know, journey into self-discovery. So I think you were in the zone. I think you were in the I zone. Was. So. I figured it would be appropriate and necessary to lead off with the story about arson. Do you know what I realized? The color of your shirt, and the listeners can't, they can't really understand this, but you look like you're wearing a prison outfit. (laughs) Like a jumper. This is a red shirt. (laughs) I don't know, man. It looks like you're, it looks a little orange. It looks like a little orange. And uh, I am concerned. Okay, moving uh, on. Okay. So, so what do you what are we doing? Are we talking about burning something again? What fire? Appropriate orange, the color color of fire. We're throwing it back, throwback Thursday. So we're going all the way back. Michael Roberts of Westward wrote this on April sixteenth of two thousand thirteen. Christopher Paget accused of racking up nine arson counts in three blocks. <laughs> oh my gosh! Do you know what? Somebody started Googling the name Chris Paget and started sending me all of these criminals and their and their their information. So one was like, yeah, arson. Another was robbery. Another was like homicide. And and the the youth, the diocesan youth leaders, like, um, we're bringing you in to speak to our 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 kids, man. Did you do all these things? What do I need to know? Chris Paget, 18, is accused of being a busy boy. See, not only are you an arsonist, but you're actually 26. I knew it. I knew it. The Denver District Attorney's Office is charging Paget with nine counts of arson related to blazes, all set on the same night within three blocks of each other on the Park Hill neighborhood. Well, I, I will say this. I did start a fire today, pretty hardcore, out in the uh, burn pit. So, I mean... Most people I know like, you know, to start fires. I have a fireplace here. But just for the record, I've never lived in Denver, Colorado, nor, and I know this will shock you, have I been arrested for arson. You know, I had a guy that um, that had chrispadgett.com. He had the, he kept getting all these, you know, com- emails. Basically, chris at chrispadgett.com. He kept getting all these emails for me. At some point, I realized he's a photographer, and I thought, well, that could that could be a little scary, you know. Maybe he's not the good kind of photographer, you know. Yeah. But he turned out to be a really nice guy, and he eventually sold me my name <laughs> back. So I had, to buy, <laughs> I had to buy my name in order to ensure that I was getting all these these emails. But so dude, it's crazy. That kind of goes back to this, and you may not want to talk about it, which is fine. But like. You're, you are obviously you. <laughs> you are a very public person. Like I was thinking about this earlier. Like, cele- I would not use the term celebrity, but you definitely have a following, and you definitely are a well-known. Have you ever just been out in public and somebody has recognized you, like in a weird way, like in a 
hey, I no. know who you are kind of way. That's never yeah, that's that's happened, happened a few few times. Oh, it it's crazy. Happened. Oh, yeah, it's weird. What does that feel I mean? Like? One time, but uh, probably one of the weirder ones is I was sitting outside once in Nashville, and uh, I don't know if we had just gotten coffee or something, and and uh, some somebody came up and they they recognized me, and I thought, you no, know, I every time that happens, I always think, I thank God I wasn't being a, an idiot to you know to somebody, um, or rude, and it turns out that yeah, it, it worked out good, but that's that's those are strange little moments that happen. Was I with you the time that that happened in Nashville? Or was no, this was a, a while ago. I think this was near when uh, maybe our band was recording some projects in in oh. Franklin, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, and it was around that time. So yeah, wow. yeah, probably working with Jeff Thomas, huh? At Jeff Thomas, he's a good guy. Jeff, Shout out to Jeff Thomas. What up? How do you know Jeff Thomas? Uh, he and I worked together at one point. Well, I have I have good I have good memories of him. He um, yeah, he's a great guy. He's a good. He's a very good um, producer and engineer, and um, had a great recording studio that I had the the chance to go to. Loved it. Yeah. But anywho, yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. So lots of people with my name doing naughty things. So clearly, um, this is what you spent your time doing. This is the this is the research that you you were. You were going after for oh, no, today's show. We're gonna get that's this is this, we're just tip of the iceberg here. But I would <laughs> say with, with my name, my full legal name, which I'm not going to say, there I cannot imagine a situation where somebody else would have this name because it has Lord in the beginning of it. Because it has Lord and Master in the beginning of it. <laughs> uh, just because it's um, the fifth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Lord Jeffrey. Man, that's what I want. I wish somebody would announce me when I walk into rooms. Master Bogue. Anyway. (laughs) No, I... I, Master Bogue and his significant other, Pine Tree. Christmas (laughs) Pine Tree. Pine Tree. I can't imagine anyone having my name, but the name Jeff Bogue, um, because I'm a crazy person, I have Google alerts set up for uh, specifically when the name Jeff Bogue is Googled. So I can find out who's Googling what about Jeff Bogue. Now, there is a, like, uh, um, shit, the story was going somewhere. Oh, but <clears throat> since I have a habit of doing this, a few weeks ago, I I don't mind telling this story. You already know parts of it. As I was uh, getting to know somebody. Getting to were, know you. Getting to know all about you. Long story short, this woman that was getting to know me ran opposition research. I mean, I swear they had a legit committee. My notification on Google for Google alert, it was like, it was absurd. I don't even know what that means. It means that people were Googling me trying to find dirt on me. What do you mean notification alert? I have a Google alert set for my name. So that way, when somebody Googles Jeff Bogue, I get a notification telling me that the name Jeff Bogue. Well, apparently people are going to start doing some Google research on you after this episode. I mean, clearly. I've never been arrested. I was put in the back of a cop car once, but I've never been arrested. Dark web. People are going to the dark web to find all your information. Dark web. Lord Joffrey. Lord Joffrey. (laughs) Did you watch Game of Thrones? He was such an endearing character. He's my favorite character. It was so sad when they killed him. What the heck? Snot. That kid. You know what that kid needed? Parents. Parents that loved him and helped him. And he also needed time out. Probably a spanking. Not going to lie. He probably needed parents that weren't brother and sister. That would have (laughs) helped. Spoiler alert. Sorry if you haven't watched the show. 
<laughs> yeah. And just, you know, he dies. So yeah. no big deal. A very but, uh, brutal death. A very graphic scene. <laughs> oh, let's move on. This is from NPR.org and the category of All Things Considered. Welcome to Froggy Land, the Croatian taxidermy museum that may soon come to the U.S. What's it called? Froggy Land. Dude, that literally is disgusting and awesome. So taxidermy, are they primarily working with, with what, amphibians, you know? I mean, we, we, or do we do in all animals there? No, so here it is. Uh, in Croatia, there's a lot of hype surrounding what is referred to as Froggy Land. The brochure for the museum that is located outside the walls of Split's ancient beautiful palace for the 4th century Roman emperor uh, declares, quote, Froggy Land and First Love will never be forgotten. This is what I thought was most fascinating, though. On the travel website, TripAdvisor, I'm sure everybody here has heard of it, Froggy Land has 644 reviews, and that is six times more than the local fine art museum in twice of that city's world-renowned archaeological museum. Um, speaking of Game of Thrones, it even outperforms the Game of Thrones museum. Parts of the series were filmed nearby, and that's why that's there. So, Well, first of all, I always find it so fascinating that people want to stuff an animal. I guess, I guess I've never killed something and thought, you know what, I need to have that around all the time for me to look at and remind me how awesome and macho and cool I am. Now, I have family members that do that or appreciate them. They have they have their animals hanging on their on the wall. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it takes a unique person that says, you know what, I my job, what I want to do for the rest of my life is I want to I want to stuff animals and and bring that joy into another's life i mean i don't think i get it but, but this is popular people do this all all the time people do and they do it with pets as well which i find to be peculiar and um extremely concerning i don't know like is as much as i love my animals once again um would not save my dog from a bear and don't think i would stuff my dog Definitely don't think I would Let do it. Let me just say this. I'm happy having my grandmother's perfume. That's enough for me. That's all I'm going to say. Admittedly, I did think you were going to say, I'm happy having my grandmother stuffed. And to which I was going to ask, how much did that cost? That must have been a hell of a weekend. Let's just, I, I don't think that that w would work well with my religion. Did you ever watch Jackass? Very, I'll, I will say, okay, here's my one experience really with Jackass. I'm at a hotel. My dad's, uh, my dad and I are hanging out. He must be with me at some sort of event I'm doing and decided to hang out with me. And so we're at this hotel and <laughs> the only thing that was on was jackass basically. So we started watching the show and then from my dad's bed, I hear him say, what a jackass. And I thought, <laughs> Thus the name of the show. Yep. Yep. That's it. There's a bit that they do where they take an old man in there and they're asking the taxidermist how much it would cost to stuff grandpa when he dies. <laughs> it's the kind of thing, though, that everybody has thought it or taught or, or joked about about him. So obviously, but but, at, you know, at the end of the day, I still think it's a little bit strange. It's just not my cup of tea. So all these people out there who have their fish on the wall, have their deer head on the wall, you know, have whatever. I, I don't really care. But. It, it is a little odd for me. But that being said, when you go to certain places and you see um, like the gigantic polar bear that's stuffed, you know, um, 
those kind of things are pretty cool to see. So they give you, you know, a glimpse into maybe a world that's not, you know, familiar. So. Like Froggy Land. Listen, the, the, they need a different name. That name is so stupid, it's unbelievable. Like Froggy Land. Unless it's filled entirely with frogs. I, it, it is entirely with frogs. The sounds of a lily pad pond pipe through the outdoor speakers as gr- visitors are greeted. Inside, it's quiet because the 100, uh, pardon me, the 507 frogs on display have been dead for more than a century. But they look very much alive, according to the work of French so, Mayer. So in, in um, 1920 or 1900, some freak of a person th- thought, I have 500 dead frogs here. I got to do something with them. Nobody will ever notice. I'm going to well, stuff them. It's worse than that. French Mayer, I don't know. No, um, that was it. That was it. A mustached Hungarian taxidermist who lived from 1878 to 1947 spent 10 years of his life catching frogs, killing them, and stuffing them before arranging them into a variety of exhibits that showed them living out the lives of humans. Oh my gosh. What? That's insane. Uh, yeah, really. So now we have a museum. Really, the museum is, is to honor. Um, with the loss of all these these poor frogs in their in their lives. I mean, you want to talk about dissecting somebody's mind? Okay, there is a uh, a picture here of all the frogs. They're in a classroom, and every single frog it looks like has a ruler. This uh, this Froggy Land diorama shows a teacher trying to control class in which the students are hitting each other with rulers, arriving late to class and balancing pencils on their nose. Yeah. Yeah, each diorama uh, displays frogs in human scenes of the early 20th century. So they have one in the classroom. They have one this of them is, This is, is kind of what's happened with the onset of the internet in the sense that everybody likes to see their little animals dressed up in little human outfits and, and doing all sorts of things that are like what, what, what people would do. And so... So this was it. This was the pre-internet. This guy was like, you know what would be cute? Seeing this frog playing tennis. That's I was awesome. like, someday my art will go viral. <laughs> someday I will be appreciated for the artist I really am. And sadly for him man. is that I don't know how to say his name. All I know is that he had a mustache. Please um, tell me his last name was Boucher. No, it was not Boucher. Bobby Boucher. Look, for whatever it's worth, and sorry to the people in the bayou I'm about to offend, I've lived in the bayou, or I've spent a significant amount of time. I don't want to say it's not, that does not surprise me. Looking at you, I, I can believe it, but go ahead. Come on now. Come on out. Looking at me. Do I look like one of the bayou people? Oh, Chris, you can't do this to me. Do I look like one of the Bayou people? No, it was the other Jeff Bogue. Sorry. I got All right. Well, now I have to go spend money on plastic surgery to have my face completely redone. Um, <laughs> because out of all the places in the world that you could associate me coming from. <laughs> That's so funny. Bayou, this would, people in the Bayou would probably love this. TripAdvisor reviewer who punished the museum with a single star review. <laughs> Titled Disgustingly Display of Animal Cruelty. And then uh, he goes on to say, yes, let's kill thousands of frogs for art and ask people, did you have fun at the end of it? Go if you have no soul. Chris, we're going. If this thing comes to the U.S., we're going. That guy's bad at math because if he said that there's a thousand, we already know that it's 500 something. Yes, that's exactly right. Second, 
Um, obviously, this kid didn't take science class at all in his school because you have to dissect uh, animals in order to, you know, pass that that class. So I don't know. I mean, this this guy, though, did take it up a notch. Froggy Land is coming to the U.S. because, quote, it's no longer profitable and investors in America really want to buy it. That's bold. Nobody said that. There's nobody who actually said, you know what America needs right now? We need need Froggy Land. Nobody said that. If they if they're I mean, it could be it could be connected to some sort of a creep show. You know, that might be kind of like you walk in and there's there's a chainsaw, you know, massacre and there's all these frogs, you know, coming to attack you. It sounds like it could be a maybe a B movie that's going to be made fun of. Like Thanksgiving. It's a real movie about a turkey that comes back from the dead every like 4,000 years. Thanksgiving. It's extremely graphic and horrible and I don't recommend it. Um, Let's move on. (laughs) Everybody goes out and, hmm, what was that movie? What was that movie called? It's called Thanksgiving. Um, And since we're explicit, I feel like I can tell you to watch it. But really, don't watch it. (laughs) No, no. Save your money. Save your money for Froggy Land. Chris, we're going to Froggy Land. There's no way I want to go to that. I would walk in there for two seconds and be like, oh, this is stupid. It's exactly what I thought. Chris, there are frogs performing circus tricks. Like, we have to stay for at least an hour. You know what they You know what they could do to make it really kind of cool is they put the old Atari game with Frogger on, and, and whenever <laughs> whenever that frog, that frog gets squished, then, then you have to step on one of the stuffed frogs i don't know dude i think they should do it with go-karts and with the frogs actually here's what i think they should have real frogs there not stuffed frogs it should just be 500 no nay 5,000 live frogs that they have to try to walk through a maze if they can make it through the maze without stepping on a frog then they get to take home one of the stuffed frogs as a gift i just wanted to go to froggy land and i induced the plague (laughs) <laughs> that's what, at the end you get a, a moses costume i feel like we failed a little last week what happened? because we didn't do an article by ben hooper i'm starting to wonder if ben hooper is is ignoring us that's what i'm wondering uh, no he legitimately is like let me read you <laughs> let me read you my dms okay <laughs> your your multiple dms it's just your apple i mean ben hooper it is quite literally me just messaging him. Really enjoy your articles. No joke. Would love to have you on the show sometime. Don't let our lack of Twitter followers deceive you. We have about seven more listeners than that. <laughs> How can we book you for our show? Hey, Ben, would really love to connect. Can we get you on the show sometime? Nothing. Hey, Ben, weird thing. My host is changing his name to Ben Hooper. Is that <laughs> odd? Hey, dear Ben, I'm standing outside your house right now. Is that weird? Hey, Ben, I just lit your garbage on fire. Hey, Ben, here's 500 frogs. Okay. (laughs) What up? This is Let's Do News with Ben Hooper and Ben Hooper. We welcome Ben Hooper to the show. He's not here, folks. He's not. He's long gone. But that has not stopped him from writing. This is Ben Hooper of UPI News. Dozens of loose sheep overrun a California neighborhood. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I know how that happens. I can tell you right now that we've had enough problems with animals on our farm, and our neighbor has that one day you look out and there's a Scottish Highlander wandering around in your yard. So why not? I mean, and the thing about the thing about sheep that's so fascinating is that they are definitely herd animals. So where, where the one goes, they all go. And uh, I just think that would be hilarious. Wherever you go, I'll go. 
residents of a California neighborhood were surprised to look outside their homes and discover a flock of dozens of sheep wandering loose in the streets. In a video captured Tuesday afternoon, a massive flock of sheep paraded through the streets uh, around 4.30 p.m. in a neighborhood. Yeah. Residents said that the sheep were spread out in three separate Residents said, and we were immediately sleepy. <laughs> what? <laughs> and everybody all of a sudden was diagnosed with narcolepsy and fell apart. Yeah. It got bad. Police and animal control were summoned to the scene, and the neighbors said a sheepdog was seen moments later with a person on an ATV guiding the sheep back to the nearby field. It apparently yeah. escaped from. <laughs> that's awesome. But again, I mean, I know that seems funny to you, but like that's kind of a little bit of our world here because we're we're moving fences all the time, rotational grazing, and so we're always moving animals around, and um, we even have a shepherd's crook. So. Um, we got this going on and I, we, sometimes we watch these shows where uh, you can see these sheep dogs or these dogs that are cha- trained to go round up um, the sheep. It's amazing. They're so incredibly, uh, the show to watch is it's called this farming life. They had this lady who raised professional dogs that were part of, you know, um, you know, sheep herding and it's, my gosh, they're such professionals. These dogs are unbelievable. All I know is that if I had a shepherd's crook, I would walk around with that thing 24-7. I it's would not let it out of my sight. I would just be strolling down the street with it. I'd be walking into rooms with it. I would want somebody to announce me as I walked into a room with my shepherd's crook. Okay? <laughs> Lord Jeffrey. Lord Jeffrey Bogue. Thank you. Thank you, peasants. And his shepherd crook. And his shepherd crook. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. Um, I have to say, uh, when I went over to my grandparents' house, it was like, what are we going to watch on the three channels of TV? <laughs> you are such a way more cool grandparent than that. So well, that like, was the old what days. type of animal are we going to shave today, Grandpa? Well, I'll tell you what. It has been an action-packed few days, and the grandkids are getting some some fun because we – we had to have four trees felled that were huge. And normally I do all of that myself. I always appreciate it when children play with chainsaws. That is one of my favorite things to watch. In fact, wasn't there a show about that? Like, Ryan, you have another foot. <laughs> the bionic man. And we're back. Celebrity mm. death match. Build him stronger. Chris, would you like one for the road? Let's do it. And the best thing about having one for the road is whatever you want for the road, you can have for the road. One for the road is brought to you by NXT Next Level Media. Now, NXT Level Media is a content creation and management company dedicated to helping companies and individuals, for that matter, meet their full potential on social media. Listen, here's what they have. They have a suite of solutions. They have an artistic guy. They have decades, literally decades of experience. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to find them at nxtlevel.media that's nxtlevel.media NXT yeah but you got to tell them that it's us that we sent you and that you need to give them the password froggy uh you, the password is froggy land nxtlevel.media tell them that uh let's do i don't know shit tell tell them jeff and tell them ben hooper sent yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
That's nxplevel.media. Tell them that Ben Hooper sent you. No, don't say Ben Hooper. I can't. We can't let Ben Hooper weasel his way in like this. He's, he, <laughs> he has to earn it. He has to earn it. And, I'm not uh, calling him dad. That's what I'm saying. I'm drawing the line. Did you say you're not calling him dad? No, I'm not. Why would we call Ben Hooper dad? I don't know. He's becoming family. I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> ben Hooper is my father. <laughs> so uh, your secret name is Jeff Bogue Hooper? Oh, I dated a girl named Hooper once. All right. Anyway, um, Massachusetts lobster diver survives being swallowed by whale. Quote, I was completely inside. Wait a minute. Was this just recent? Because I saw uh, on Twitter somebody said that he was... Swallowed by a whale. This happened five days ago. This is by, yeah, yeah Louis Cassiano, foxnews.com. I don't know if you can, I mean, how can you argue with that? I mean, it's biblical. <laughs> That's right. This was God's will. This was really supposed to happen. <laughs> like, you know, but the thing about it is that lobsters aren't kosher, I don't think. So, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe the guy was, you know, Jewish. What's his last name? Packard. His last name is he's his name is Michael Packard. Moving on. The point is, was there a question? Like, did somebody say there's no way you were swallowed by by a whale? That that's never happened. Well, so here's my question. The opening line says a commercial lobster diver says he was swallowed by a swallowed whole by a whale off the Massachusetts coast on Friday. Now, here's my prime. Pinocchio. What <laughs> What is Geppetto. a commercial? Ge- Geppetto, father, papa, papa, I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. What's a commercial lobster diver versus the casual lobster diver or the, the, the non-commercial lobster diver? That makes no sense to me. Like, okay. I, you know, if you're a commercial fisherman, so their specialty is obviously lobster. And then the other kind of lobster diver, somebody dresses up in a lobster suit and dives. So obviously it's pretty obvious. That's what I do. Michael Packard, 56, was released hours later from the Cape Cod Hospital following his scary encounter with a humpback whale. He told WBZ TV that he was 45 feet deep in the waters off Provincetown when the attack occurred. He initially thought the whale was a shark, but realized he was wrong when he didn't feel any teeth or any pain. All of a sudden, I felt this huge shove, and the next thing I knew, I was everything was completely black. I could sense I was moving, and I could feel the... <laughs> oh, gosh. I could sense I was moving, and I could feel the whale squeezing with its muscles in its mouth. I was completely inside the whale. It was completely black, he added. So that's a special nook for him. Okay. Uh, yes, it's a special place. Let me say something, Jeff, that I'm going to need you to edit. Okay. Thankfully, it wasn't a smoil. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening to my body? <laughs> boy, oh boy, if there was ever a time for that book, where did I come from? It was then. It was like, where I, did I, oh, I feel these changes. Where did I come from? He comes out. It's like, I never need a chiropractor again. That was the greatest massage ever. I was completely in. Insi- oh, speaking of what's happening in my body, I was completely up. I was completely. Wait, did you what was that with the uh, pet detective uh, when nature calls or whatever the one where yeah. Gary comes out the rhinoceros uh, animatronic kind of thing? Oh like, yeah, first out. It's literally one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. Like I can just imagine this guy. Like how do you know you're in a? How do you know you're in a in a whale? Well, there was only one way out. There's only one way out. And when I was birthed, it's not the I way. Knew. 
I was completely inside the whale. It was completely black, he added. I thought to myself, there's no way I'm getting out of here. I'm done. I'm dead. All I could think of were my boys. They're 12 and 15 years old, Packard said. It goes on to say that he thinks that he was in the whale's mouth for about 30 seconds. He was able to breathe because the whale was like, this tastes like crap. Like this tastes like shit. Uh, In an effort to save himself, Packard said he began shaking the whale's head before uh, the animal surfaced and ejected him. Can you imagine? All right, you're out on the ocean just casually. I don't know. People are out fishing. You're, you're, whatever the hell it is you're doing on your boat and then all of a sudden a whale emerges and you're like oh well this is great i'm gonna get a great picture and then you get this photograph of a whale spitting a man out did anybody witness him getting spit spit out of the whale i don't think so which is something about it in a facebook post he said the whale spit me out and he escaped without bruises or without broken bones how would he know you don't see a bruise form 30 seconds. Yeah. He might have had a ton of bruises inside his mouth. So how deep do they go when they're tra- diving for lobsters? Because that seems really freaking deep. Let me just say, uh, here's it would be interesting to check to see if actually humpback whales show up to wherever the crap he was at, because that might be interesting. This story is a little suspect. Something's off about this. I don't know. This may be like a balloon boy. But I, I saw I saw it. I saw it too out there. So if it's on the internet, it can't be fake. It has to be real. Everything is real on the internet, including my name. Well, this is one of those mysteries that we don't we don't probably want to mess with. It's such a it's an unknown. No, it is known and it's in the book. Where did I come from? <laughs> Forget the stork. It's a humpback whale. That's it's your a- mother. And the lobster's your father. So there you go. Oh we did it, Chris. We did the Thank news. You. Thank you. Thank you for this. I'm we'll so proud of it. us. I'm so proud of us, too. I've never been more proud of us, except for some other episodes. But this one was definitely, yeah, whatever this was, that's the great mystery. So that's, um, do you have any uh, parting words for our uh, faithful followers? Listen, faithful followers, thank you so much. Um, I also want to say, if you are interested in interacting with us, please feel free to do so. We'd love to hear from you. And last but not least, uh, we're certainly interested in topics. If you got something or you have a news article you think would be cool for us to review, send it in. Send and it we will in. see you soon. We, we will probably not see you soon, but you'll hear from us soon. Well, I'm going to see them. I'm going to see them. Or are you going to? I always envision what people look like when they're listening to this. If you're listening to this right now, I already know what you look when like. When the aliens come down, all they really want to see is the pyramid by the river down in Memphis, Tennessee. Made of glass and some brass, it'll knock you on your ass. Make your damn jaw drop. What's that? It's our Bass Pro Shop. Duh, what you think it was? Doesn't every city have a big ass pyramid by the mud? Yeah, some people wipe their eyes because they think that they're on drugs. But they're really at the best place to shop. It's our Bass Pro Shop. You and me, let's learn some history. Yeah, to finally make the pyramids into what they came to be, and now everybody's...